Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors over at Enthusiacs.com. Thank you again for joining us for another episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Enthusiacs, YouTube channel Enthusiacs, where all our video content and Let's Plays reside. I'm your host, Jeff, for Baron Fang, and this week I am joined by Goose. How are you? Doing fine. Jennifer? Hello. And also, once again, we have Chris. How are you, Chris? Howdy, I'm swell. How about you? I'm good. Uh, let's uh, let's get right to what everyone's been playing. Uh, Goose, what's been uh, on your plate lately? Actually, just recently I started doing a run-through of the Mass Effect trilogy. Oh, okay. Ahead of Andromeda? Getting yourself ready for that? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, not to spoil things, but we're probably going to be talking uh, our sort of Andromeda pre- in the not too. Might even be with this, oh, yeah. this exact crew. Uh, we'll, who, we'll see. Um, Jen, what have you been playing? Um, so, well, I'm still playing The Division, and obviously I got Resident Evil when it came out. Just mm-hmm. finished it um, maybe a couple days ago. It's amazing. It's even better than I was hoping. Great horror game. Um, and I actually just restarted a new playthrough of Dragon Age Inquisition, because I love that game. Excellent. And Chris, uh, what have you been playing? Clicker Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about this. <laughs> I took the first ship out of my stack of shame. I've actually been playing the Bureau XCOM Declassified for yeah. an hour or two every day. Oh, good for you. I, I, I've kind of been doing the same. I, I not not exactly alphabetical, but I decided to start near the top of my stack library. And a game that I actually bought only a few months ago. So there's there's games far worse than this. Is there a way to sort your library based on when you bought it? That would be really you helpful. You can. S- you can sort by when it was last played, and oh. if it was never played, it'll list it as new and the date that you bought okay. it. Okay, well maybe that's maybe that's the way I should attack things. But anyway, my I started my uh, working down my stack of shame by uh, working on Arkham Origins uh, for the PC, and I just finished that last week. And uh, some really crappy bugs aside, I quite enjoyed it. So um, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's the best Arkham game, but I, I did enjoy it, and um, I'm kind of wondering whether i should dive right into arkham knight uh i, I don't know we'll, we'll see I, I know that uh because i'll be playing it on the ps4 i'm not gonna have to worry about performance issues at least but we shall see um well let's get to our topic at hand uh, and i know i say this a bit but this really is a topic that uh, we've been meaning to get to for quite a while um and this is the almost certainly the crew i would have uh, chosen because at least two out of the four of us are by far the the people who have <laughs> sampled the uh, early access uh, shop more than anyone I know. So yes, we're going to talk early access. Um, now, just in case anyone listening is not 100% up to speed on what we mean by that, I just wanted to define terms. And I, and I figure, unless you've got some disagreements, uh, the rest of you, I, I think Steam's definition of early access is really the only one that we need to be guided by because that is by and large where it resides we're going to get into it later early access is is now a console thing as well but it started on steam and it has metastasized <laughs> on steam <laughs> uh every early access game on steam when you go to the store page has a little blue box and below this box there's a section where the developers can weigh in with some information they're encouraged to in there but what you see is this stock standard Early access game, get instant access and start playing, get involved with this game as it develops. And the the most important bit here is note, this early access game is not complete and may or may not change further. If you're not excited to play this game in its current state, 
then you should wait to see if the game progresses further in development. Uh, below, the developers always have an option to say things like what they're working on, when they expect the game to come out, etc., etc. If you click on the See More button, you, see, you, you find a page that looks like it hasn't been updated in about three years. That You get the, you get the impression that Steam really loves early access the way they go on about it. They even have this little rejoinder at the bottom saying this is the way games should be made going on about supporting and encouraging to ship early. Uh, you know, and th- then there's some cautionary tales about, you know, basically what they say is if you're not excited to play the game in the state it is now, maybe you should recon essentially. They also are very uh, very clear to, 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 uh, to mention that this is not the same as pre-purchasing a game. This is a full version of the game playable. Um, it, they also do have the caveats here about you should be aware that some teams will be unable to quote-unquote finish their game. Um, I, I think they could probably be a little bit more blunt in here, but it's a warning nonetheless, and you know you could argue whether or not they've done enough, but it, it certainly is a warning, and, and no one buying a game should be under, uh, an early access game on Steam at least, should be under any illusions that this is a finished game or that any, there is any actual um, you know onus on the company to finish the game this this is a an investment uh, in a sense that might not pay off and the risk is very much on the consumer in that sense so i might just start off by sort of quizzing everyone where what what experience they have in this area and i think it's safe to say that uh, goose and i are at one extreme and jen and chris are at the other um <clears throat> Let's just go through. How, how many have have we all tried? Like I, for, for myself, I'll just start it off. I've really only played three early access games: The Last Door, uh, Kona, and The Long Dark. Um, and in the case of The Long Dark, it's really only been enough to realize that my computer good enough to run it. Uh, Kona was much the same <laughs> as an experience. Um, th- these are games that I both, you know, expected I wouldn't be getting to play for a while. So I don't really have a lot of experience, uh, as as Jen and Chris certainly do, of seeing games in, uh, improve and change in terms of their build over time. What about you, Goose? Have you really sampled the wares yet? I mean, I know that Early Access has come to consoles, uh, and I know that you do have a few PC games, but is this an area that you still haven't really dipped a toe in the water yet, or is it, or have you in fact actually given it a few early access games a try? Admittedly, I only have two early access games that I've actually jumped in on. The first is The Long Dark, mm-hmm. and it forced me I was able to play it on a friend's PC, which is much better than my own, so I was able to actually run it. And the other was um, Subnautica. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And that's a great example mm-hmm. of a positive story. At least, I I think so. I can say. Oh yeah, definitely. It. Um, by the way, is Long is Long Dark eventually going to come to PS4? I, I know that it's uh, slated for Xbox One as well, but I'm I'm curious whether it's eventually going to make the jump to if anyone. Knows. I've heard rumor that they're going to, but I haven't heard anything like concrete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jen? I, I get the sense that uh, <laughs> that you probably wouldn't be able to put a number to it at this point. Um, well, let's just say it's at least it's over ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I kind of made a short list. Well, not a short list. I'd say the majority of them, and I have nine here, and they're the ones that really stood out to me for one reason or another. I know I have a few more at least on there. So yeah, I definitely have a variety of variety of experiences. You know, like he was mentioning, Long Dark. That's been one of the most pleasant for me. Um, Subnautica yeah. is m- my favorite one. It's still in early access, but I don't even care because it yeah. just keeps getting better. And okay. then, of course, I've had like really troublesome experiences like Ark, which yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into the problems with early access. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Chris? How many? Uh, w- and and th- this can include games that have either gone through the whole cycle or still in it or little never out of it. How many have you? I guess is the way to put it. Uh, the purchase 
count is 11. Hmm. Uh, I've only played nine of those and hmm. just various levels. Um, I'd say about two and a half of those were positive experiences. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, then that kind of leads me very neatly to uh, my, my sort of very generalized question. And, and, I, and again, I'll, I'll come around to, uh, to start. Uh, what's been, <laughs> what has been your sense so far? If you, if you had to, if you, ha- if, if you were talking to someone who hadn't really experienced it before and, and you had to say, okay, what, what is my sense of early access been for you? For, you know, for me personally, Ben, what, what would you say at this point, at this stage? Uh, it's, to me, it's a chance for um, developers to try and put out a game. But I think in a lot of cases they don't they don't have what it takes either the manpower or just the the concept. Hmm. Um, and so a few of the games uh, I'm not sure how many, but a few of the games that I've played have just ended up as abandonware. They were released, uh, if you want to call it that. They were officially released, but never really finished and just left to to rot by their developers. Yeah. Some of whom actually folded afterwards. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh... So it's been a pretty mixed bag for you, in other words. <laughs> yes. How about you, Jen? Uh, it, I mean, I, it sounds like it's been in a mixed bag, but uh, so much that you hesitant to go back again and fe- or recommend it or grayer. Um, yeah, definitely mixed. But I feel like my experiences have overall been more positive than negative. And again, I'm, like I'm spending a lot less money. So definitely keep that in mind. If you're spending 15 or 20 on a game and you don't necessarily love it, you know, right off the bat, you can get a refund on Steam, which is great. So there's that. But I would I would caution anyone considering early access if they don't, you know, they don't really know if they want to delve in. I would say look at one that you're really interested in and you have to read the reviews because, Mm. you know, other players will comment. They'll say this game isn't working, it's broken, it needs to be optimized, developers aren't listening, they're making it worse, or not making it better. Yeah. And then also, I always look at the notes, like there's like update notes on the game. Yeah. So I go back and I see how much are they adding bug fixes or new content, and if I'm not seeing that on a regular basis, then I, I don't want to jump in. Goose, I know you've got a pretty short list like myself, but uh, what's been your experiences thus far of it has it been relatively positive or have you been stung at all thus far it's been relatively positive but like you said i haven't really dipped my toe in the water too much yeah <laughs> I, i'm much the same way i mean i am I'm, I'm disappointed with how long uh long dark is taking but at least i can say that i have a fair bit of information as to why uh and in the case of kona it's more that i didn't really come to the table with a computer good enough to run it to begin with so uh, that I can't really. In the case of the last door, I knew exactly what I was getting because the developer had mapped everything in the start. That was pretty, and and this was. Um, I, I Chris, uh, if you if you had to name your your best and worst experiences with early access thus far, uh, if if you could narrow it down for those two categories, what would they be at this? Oh man, that one's actually really easy. Uh, the best one, <laughs> the best one by far, the best early access game I've played is Factorio. Um, it has a lot of content. It's it's functional in the state it's in. I'm not sure what version it's in currently. I'd have to look. Um, but I've put a few dozen hours into that one. Uh, the worst experience would definitely be Nether, mm. which was a um, horror game. How do I describe this? <laughs> <laughs> It was it allegedly a massively <laughs> multiplayer post-apocalyptic first-person shooter. Wow. Um, 
with these alien creatures. Uh, the nether were these weird alien creatures. Uh, but it was a buggy mess. It didn't have a lot of players. Um, it was it wasn't full of hackers, but it was full of people who would exploit the way the game worked. Um, so it was just not a good experience. The developers changed hands. Um, it got completely gutted. Essentially, no one played it anymore. And then they kind of released it and said it's done. Yeah. Uh, I in my notes that I wrote down ahead of time, I wrote Nether. And the only note I put next to it was, oh, dear God. So well, that says it all. <laughs> uh, Jen, what would you be your, uh, I mean, I think, can I say, can I assume Subnautica's probably been the, well, the, uh, the summit? And uh, I, I don't, I honestly don't know what would be your. Can I cheat and have two tied for yeah, best? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Because, yes, definitely Subnautica. I absolutely love that game. I have 72 hours in it. Um, now, some of that is, and this is another thing to look out for with early access, is if there's a big update, there's a lot of, there's a good chance that you're going to lose your save. Yes. And you'll have to start new. Now, <laughs> I've done that, that a mind. few times with Subnautica, but I've never minded one bit. Like, I just love the game so much, and it feels like you're starting fresh because it's new and different, hmm. or at least there's some stuff added. So Subnautica is definitely up there, along with Layers of Fear, which is a yep. really, really, really great horror game. I got it when it was still in early access. Absolutely loved it start to finish. Really had no complaints even back then. And then once it was fully released, um, it just, I mean, it just expanded on it. It was scarier, it was better, it was longer. So I think they did a fantastic job. And that was yeah. a nice success story for early access. Well, you know, this is an interesting... Oh, and sorry, worst. Oh, worst, arc. yeah, 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 arc, yeah. <laughs> Awful. They need yeah. to optimize it desperately. Yeah. I had to refund it. Um. Well, getting getting to uh, you know, given that we're talking about the game industry, and anytime something new comes along that has a modicum of success, uh, you know, the industry and and tip and inevitably the bigger players have to come along and abuse it. Um, uh, I I do have to wonder, and and look, my experience is fairly limited to the the long dark on this front, but I, I know that it's not the only game that this has been the issue for, and and Goose maybe you have some perspective on the same game because you've owned it a while too. Do you think possibly the fact that this early access option allows companies to, to treat this as a work in progress, do, do you think it's possible that it encourages some bad habits on their part? I mean, between scope creep, delays for sometimes ephemeral reasons, adding in new stuff, chopping, changing, sometimes never finishing the game. You know, this isn't an option that existed previously. Now that it does, is it opening the door to more of this this scrap, or is is it ultimately worth the, the risk to, to have that freedom for the companies that are going to treat this process well? I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. You have, the, you, you, have, you have the smaller companies who might not necessarily be able to make a game on their own 100%, but through early access, they can get people jumping in early, which will help them to continue to fund the process, yeah. whereas they might not be able to finish the game on their own. But then, like you said, then you have the bad eggs who are just going to come in, make a quick buck, and then either turn it to abandonware or who knows what. But the good thing is, at least from the, from the research I've done, is it seems to be more akin to the people who want to make good games as the majority with the bad eggs being the minority. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, how about you, Jen? I mean, you've seen quite, you've owned quite a few of these games for a long time. <laughs> uh, is, is there any sense that, uh, that, that it seems to encourage games to take longer perhaps to, to be made? Or is it a case of maybe they would never get made in the first place if it wasn't this flexible? Well, I think it's like Goose said. It's a double-edged sword. You're going to see some of both. Um, 
I think it is going to encourage some bad behavior. Like again, with ARC, which is my worst early access experience, it just, it would not even run. I had to turn it down to low. And I mean, the graphic quality was so bad. There's no way my laptop wouldn't have been able to handle that. It looked awful. It looked like it was like really old (laughs) and it still ran just horribly. And I did a lot of research and apparently it's needed severe optimizing for a long time and they just won't get to it. And they have paid DLC available, yeah, which is just mind blowing to me. Like your game is not even finished and then you're going to create DLC that people have to spend money on to buy. No, I I would uh, Um, call that to be an abuse of the system as it exists. I kind of wonder how steam even allowed that to happen. It shouldn't really be possible if the, I don't know. Spirit of the rules is is the right way to put it. But when I read this, the early access page, paid DLC doesn't fit into that system as I understand it. But. No, and it, well, as far as like the good, like I definitely do see companies that I truly believe care about their game, like like Hinterland with the Long Dark. They've been doing a great job at updating, expanding. I think that early access might be sort of distracting them a little too much from actually getting to the story mode. I know they are working on it, but it's like, what, two years behind when they said the first chapter was going to come out. It's still not out. Yeah. But I think that they're really, like, the other side to that is they're really taking on a lot of feedback. I feel like the vast majority of people, including myself, are, you know, just enjoying the sandbox so much that they're probably thinking, okay, well, if this is what everyone's enjoying and everyone's raving, let's just keep working on it. Yeah. So at the same time, it's like they're delivering what people want, but it is straying them from getting to a story mode, which everyone ultimately still does want. So it can yeah. it can get a company lost. Yeah. Um, fair to say there's some good and bad to the, the system, Chris, and, mm-hmm. and just in terms of how the developers react. Like, is it I mean, is this a concern for you, given that this is a system steam that already has some quality control issues to begin with? Well, uh, I will say that now that Steam offers refunds, it's gotten better. Yeah. Uh, I haven't. Enough. The only game I've purchased in early access since they implemented refunds is Factorio, which I, you know, that's the, that's the best one I've played. So I don't have any reason to uh, refund it. But um, I, I, at this point, I don't know how to feel about it. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I, I've had two about two and a half positive experiences out of nine games that I've played. Not a good, not um, a good batting average. No, uh, and even <laughs> it's weird because uh, some of the games I just haven't played enough, like yeah. Kerbal Space Program, um, which is a great game as far as I can tell. I just don't, I can't get into it. It's a little too deep for me to devote the time to. Um, so that's not one of my positive experiences, but it's not yeah. fair to say that that's a bad game or an issue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm way like off track now. I lost my train. <laughs> my train of that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you continued your thought. What about Layers of Fear? I just have to ask you. Okay, I know you Layers? Like watched it. Yeah. I don't actually know anything about it. I've kept that one. Uh, I've, I've kept myself in the dark about it. I didn't even realize until you said it that that was in early access when I bought it, but it's obviously not now. So I don't okay. think I would count that one. I would call that just a completed game. Okay. Um, I, I mean, that's maybe that's unfair, 2020 hindsight, to say, like, hey, this turned out good, so I can count it as... Um, not an early access game, but you bought it in early access. Yeah, it was an early access experience, and then I watched it get completed. So, hmm. so we'll we'll we will table that one for now. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna play that very shortly, and we'll see okay. if that's a positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you already had. Sorry, it's all good. No, not yet. 
Um, g- given that, uh, given that, well, I- I'll probably I'll probably put this question to 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 Jen and Chris specifically, just because you know Goose and I haven't had enough uh, <laughs> that that I'd be able to. Well, actually, no, I'll put it to all of you because I know I know that Goose has heard some of the horror stories secondhand, and he knows as well. So I'll ask all of you. I'll start with you, Goose. Is there something that could is there some change that could be made to the early access system as it exists now? Obviously, the refund thing is a help, but is there some change that could be made to it to make it a little more consumer friendly or discourage the bad actors or, or just make it uh, more transparent? Um, or, or is it or do you think it's just going to have to exist in the sort of risk reward buyer beware state that it's in now? I feel like a simple way to alleviate a lot of consumers' worry going into it is just to have the developers be a lot more forthcoming with updates and whatnot. Even something as simple as a monthly, this is where we're at. Even if there's not much change month to month, it shows people that the game hasn't been abandoned and it's still being worked on. I think that change alone would alleviate a lot of people's worry about jumping into it because, as Chris brought up earlier, some games are just abandoned. Yeah, -hmm. Yeah, how about they make it so that if uh, the developer doesn't add some information, it just falls off the store page? You know, yeah. until until they you know uh, put in an, another update or something again, like actually f- force them to uh, tend the garden, so to speak. Uh, what about you, Jen? Any ideas about how to sort of, if not perfect the system, at least uh, improve on it? Well, I think it would be nice if there was some sort of a price cap if it's going to be considered early access. Hmm. I mean, there's some that I just like thirty bucks for Ark, We Happy Few, which I may have bought. Hmm. Regret. <laughs> But, like, ARC is, like, 30 bucks. A lot of people have issues with it. The overall reviews on Steam are just getting worse and worse. I mean, now it just is, like, mixed. And they still have paid DLC, which I think is the other big thing for me. So I think it would be nice if they had a price cap. Like, okay, if you want to be early access, we're not going to charge 30 whatever, however much money you want um, for a game that's not completed. And paid DLC shouldn't be allowed because basically we're just throwing more money at them at a game that's not finished and might never be finished. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that last point. I I don't understand how that's justifiable by in any way, shape, or form. So um, what are you, Chris? Any uh, ideas for improving the system? I think there's kind of like a fine line because Steam doesn't, doesn't ever unlist games unless there's some real disaster like what happened with Arkham Knight. That's the only time in recent memory, that I've seen them unlist a game. But, uh, yeah, something along the lines of uh, kind of like a shadow ban of sorts where the game won't uh, it won't be put into queues or recommended lists or anything if they haven't updated it. Yeah. Um, maybe even allowing the, re- the reviews to reflect on that in some way. Yeah. Because uh, you, don't, you don't necessarily want a game to disappear from the store because, I mean, I'm, I'm a person who has enjoyed some bad game so like who's to say that no one will ever buy or want to buy or play that game but it there definitely should be some loss of advertising uh if a game is not being updated or uh getting extremely bad reviews yeah just so that people don't fall into the trap yeah exactly yeah i i also wonder whether or not um uh, there should be a limit placed on the number of uh, early access games that a developer can individually have at one go. Um, maybe there already is a rule in place about that, but uh, I would have to think it'd be pretty suspicious for a developer to have more than one <laughs> on the go. Who, who knows? It may have yeah. may actually exist that, that that that's a case out there. That that to me that'd be pretty dodgy. Um, 
some uh, if Goose, if you were if you were counseling someone who was new to gaming, new to Steam, whatever, and they were asking you, "What's this? What's this early access business? Goose? What, what's this all about?" Uh, what would your advice be to them? Like Jen had given some. Well, firstly, what would your advice be? And, and second, if you would have any sort of advice about how to deal with it, Jen had some pretty good common sense uh, advice about things to check earlier. Uh, is there some counsel you'd give someone who is new to considering it? Uh, I mean, short of you know, in, in case your opinion would just be stay the hell away from it until you know more. I would tell them that each each early access you have to treat as its own entity. There aren't really mm-hmm. any universal rules yeah. when it comes to early access. So you got to first of all, you got to do your research not only on the game but on the publisher. For example, if you find somebody who's had early access games before that have just been abandoned, you may not want to jump in on this. Yeah. But do if they research. if they if they exactly if they put if they put out good games before then you can probably trust them. Mm-hmm. It may even be their first game, in which case that's really an unfair way to judge, but it is a good way to find the people who will abandon their software. Yeah. The second thing I would tell them is that look at the look at the comments, look at the developer notes, just make sure that you know what you're jumping into. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not so much of a risk these days because Steam has instituted um, refunds, so it's not a huge, huge risk like it used to be. Yeah. So if you get in and you don't like it, you can get your money back. Mm-hmm. So I would tell them that it's not as big of a risk now. You can get in to just make sure you, when you have the time to investigate something when you buy it. Yeah. Uh, a question for everybody, just because I'm not sure that I know this. Is it generally the case uh, that committing to the game early access is cheaper than buying it when it's eventually released? Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. There, like, there, it does have that advantage increased. to it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jen, anything to add to that that sort of list you had earlier about reading the notes and the uh, checking the, the the update, the comments, all that good stuff? Um, not really. The only other thing I could recommend, it's something I've done a lot, is actually go on YouTube and watch watch let's plays of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's on Steam, there's a good chance that you'll at least find one person who's played it. And that'll kind of give you a much better feel for how it's going to look, how it's going to run. You're going to hear issues that the person has with it. Just kind of helps you give a better, get a better picture of, you know, what it'll be like. Right. Uh, Chris, you, would you have any tips as as someone who's 2.5 for nine? Uh, <laughs> sorry, two two point. Sorry, is it 2.5 out of 11? Technically, it's well. I would say 2.5 out of nine. Oh, because those are games you've played. played. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, as someone who's uh, batting 2.5 out of nine, uh, what would you say to uh, the neophyte? You know, like what if your youngest brother and said, uh, you know, "Chris, what was this early access?" You know, smack the mouse out of his hand and tell him to tell him to run for the, for his life, or you know, would you have some specific advice about how to go about deciding one way or the other? Yeah, um, and this this advice isn't originally mine. This came from Reddit uh, mm. a few days ago. Yeah, I found uh, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, <laughs> and it's the <laughs> it's games tagged early access, yeah. survival, open world, and crafting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the bonus fifth uh, tag being zombies. Yeah. <laughs> so, and honestly, that's that's fairly accurate. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like all all joking aside, there are a ton of games with those those particular tags and yeah. they're very generic tags yeah um, very samey i've i've talked about open world in the past um in unrelated discussions about how that that doesn't really mean much it doesn't tell you anything about the game but uh keep an eye on those 
Um, look for things that haven't been done before because early access is flooded with things that have been done before mm-hmm. and most of them aren't going to be good. Yeah. Um, so look for things that are unique and definitely heed the, the user reviews because the people who are taking the time to post the reviews um, generally have input on things like the game stability, um, progress on its development, uh, updates, yeah. you know, what changed. has been added to the game, um, and price. Honestly, um, is a big factor for me. I don't mm. think you should be paying. How do I? How do I be appropriately conservative about this? I would say I would put a, a price cap of like twenty dollars on an early access game. But mm-hmm. even that, for me personally, is more than I'd spend. Mm. Um, but it's not worth it to get a game for thirty or forty bucks that's not finished. I don't think. Yeah. Well, I mean, good news is, is that early access games can still go on sale too. So by all means, add them to your wish list, and uh, you know, if you're considering it, maybe consider getting it when it uh, when it comes down a little. So right. that, that isn't something reserved for. Uh, and you know, coupled with the fact that uh, you do have the refund policy, that's another way. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a word about consoles. Uh, early access has already entered the. Xbox One space. I assume if it hasn't had PS4 already, it will do course. Goose, uh, it, d- does does anything change for you personally on the on console for early access, or is it every bit as much of a cautionary tale as it is on PC? And and do you see it as a as as a warning sign? Because t- to me, like consoles tend to have a, um generally speaking a much higher standard of uh uh i can't even remember the, what the term is but th- there's a lot more hurdles that they have to get through to go full release so i do wonder what is the wisdom of early access on consoles really i would say with the consoles like you said there's, there's a much higher hurdle for full release you definitely want to do your research and be careful with it because it's something that's new and something new always takes a lot of work to kinks out of it but i feel i feel like that it could it could be a really good way for developers who want to get into console markets but not necessarily, can't necessarily afford it yeah. to be able to put their ideas forward. And usually – now, not always, but usually it's the people who have that kind of passion that make really good games. Would you be any more hesitant, Jen, if, if, if you saw an early access game come up on PS4 or would you generally treat it the same as you have uh, on um, I mean, I would treat it the same other than the fact that I would know that it would be – I'm losing my money, and there's no – you know, they don't yeah. refund. Yeah. Um, so that would really be my only other hesitance to trying it on console. Chris, what's the uh, perspective on this from the uh, representative of the PC Master Race? Is this a non-issue for you? Like, would would it even be on your radar that this is becoming a console thing? Um. Well – Speaking of Master Race, I just put a bunch of extra RAM in my PC today. That's off. <laughs> I'm up to 32 gigs now. Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't do it on on a console, and that's not for any reason other than that I just don't use them enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have I don't devote the time to it yeah. to make it worthwhile. Yeah. I'm still sitting on The Witcher 3 that yeah. I bought in 2000. Yeah. And, and for me, I just given that I hate the storefronts on both console systems i don't know how one would actually keep track of the development cycle on those pages you know steam pages are relatively easy to follow once you, once you get used to them you know and you can just click on follow it but like how would somebody in an, in the uh, microsoft store or the ps store actually look at something and get information about the progress of a early access game on that terrible interface i to me i i wouldn't but that's you know what me. else confuses me is there's the, that game Seven Days to Die, which is still in early access on Steam. Mm-hmm. It's like exact. It's like every tag that Chris mentioned, like zombies, open world, crafting, survival. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people love it and spend like hundreds of, hundreds of hours playing it. 
but it's not completed on Steam, and yet it was released for PlayStation and I believe Xbox One. Yeah. And it's like on disc, so I'm like, is this? Yeah. How does do that? People know work? they're buying early access. Is it still early access? And Portal Knights is another one that I haven't bought. But it's on Steam. I've been kind of keeping an eye on it. Sort of Minecraft, but a little bit different. And um, I hear that it's coming to PlayStation in May. Hmm. So, yeah, it's like they are kind of popping up even on PlayStation. But yep. are they complete or not? Like, yeah. it just feels kind of fuzzy. It's a good question. I, I don't know. I I would certainly be more hesitant in that arena. But, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as Chris pointed out earlier, you know, the, just the fact that you've got the refunds on Steam makes it a lot mm-hmm. easier to at least give it a try and, you know, yeah. use your put your two hours to good use or whatever it is and, and then pull the, uh, pull the ripcord on it if need be. Lastly, um, so many things about game development uh, and and the interface between the companies and the consumer's wallet changes and evolves over time, often for the worse. Uh, Goose, is the, is is early access a fad that's eventually going to go away or be superseded by something else, like so many other? practices have in the past or do you expect that this is something that'll here to stay in one form or another i feel like it'll be here to stay in at least a small capacity but i feel like that after a while the more gimmicky developers will just get out of it and move on to something else and you'll be able to see who really is in it to make decent games with the early access and who's just in it to make a quick buck uh jen uh i i don't even know whether you could say whether it's crested yet or not but you know four or five years from now do you still expect early access to be playing a, a big role on steam or or for you for that matter maybe long um, dark will be out by then too <laughs> maybe we'll have like one chapter of the story mode <laughs> um i i don't know i don't really see it going anywhere just because there's so many companies making money and you know that goes for the good and the bad companies um I, it just seems like it's it's a it's a freight train and it's going and i don't really feel like it's going to slow down soon it may Honestly, I kind of hope it doesn't because it's 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 a unique gaming experience that I enjoy. And, you know, yeah, I regret a couple of them. But again, I actually still like a lot of them and I spend a lot less money than I would on other games. So if I get, I don't know, 20 hours out of a game, that's not too bad. If I spent $15, I'm OK with it. Um, yeah. Looking into your crystal ball, Chris, uh, where do you what do you see the state of early access being uh, down the line? I don't think it's going anywhere. There's there have been a lot more early access games cropping up over the last few years since I've really been using Steam. I Mm. I don't think it was a thing when I started really buying games, which was about four years ago. Mm, Um, And there's quite a few now. So whether whether it stays a staple, I guess we'll see. Yeah, it is a good way for developers to to get essentially not even free uh, testing, but actually people to pay them to test their game. So that that seems like a win-win for the developer, and I don't see any reason why Valve would want to discontinue it because they're making money off of the games as well yep. for having the store. So, you know, long story short, it's probably going to stick around. Yeah, I I can see it sticking around. I'm I'm hoping that uh, much like the Kickstarter craze, though, companies will start to be a little bit more selective about it than they've been in the past. Um, and hopefully that'll mean less duds and less uh, abuses system and just outright less outright fraud, which a bit of yeah. Ho- hopefully it, it'll uh, it'll improve to the, to the point where it's uh, 
it's not being um, done willy-nilly like it seems to be at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely not going anywhere. Um, thanks to all my guests. As I mentioned at the start of the show, you can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiax, uh, or our YouTube channel for all our video content on Enthusiax. Up on the right-hand side of Enthusiax.com, there's a link to our forum if you want to join in discussions there. Our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at enthusiacs.com if you have any questions for us, feedback, or suggestions for show ideas. Uh, Thank you again to my guests, Goose, Jen, and Chris. Thank you for listening, and join us again on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.